The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Another one of those small businesses, Century Casino, of course. Where Honeymoon Suites playing tonight? You hear, you know, the Living Sounds Hearing Center. Uh, that we you hear the commercials here on on 6:30 Chad some more of your texts coming in love this Jeff says um, Jackie Jasek took the chance on my landscape company we went uh, ended up winning a couple of awards and received many referrals and projects from working with someone who believes in small business and I'm like that's awesome Jeff and now I know about your landscape company as well which is really really fantastic um, this one uh, says, uh, when it comes to Black Friday sales, says my wife always hopes for flannel PJs from Victoria's Secret every Christmas. Regular price was $80 for a pair. Black Friday week sale uh, got me slash her two pairs for uh, 70 with GST on Tuesday evening. Um, this one says, funny that the texture said it hadn't been able to find any deals so far. I found a lot of great deals this year, particularly on clothing uh, for the past few months in general. And uh, this one, I love this text, says, Oh, Louis Vuitton was really busy when I walked by there on Wednesday night. I peered in just to see what the people look like who were shopping in there. <laughs> yeah, I've never I've never stepped foot in one of those, in, in that store. I, I stepped foot into Holt Renfrew downtown, I think, once. Uh, Joel, the electrician, also saying, Jay, there's an accident on 87th Avenue eastbound just before West Edmonton Mall. As you're heading to the mall to do some shopping, just after 182nd Street, stay right when heading east. Um, again, if you have a, a small business here in town that you love, someone, yeah, I don't care if it's a food, restaurant, whatever, that, uh, you know, you think people should check out tomorrow on Small Business Saturday, let me know at 780-496-0063. Also would like to know about any great deals that you have. I was looking... And it's, and it's interesting because right now, if you go online, you can find uh, all of these things. Oh, the, the, you know, the best deals that are out there right now. There's a lot of electronics and stuff out there, like TVs. And I wouldn't, you know, those wireless. Does anyone have any of those, those wireless headphones? I see a lot of folks when they're traveling with them. I was thinking about maybe getting them for my niece and, and nephew, but they're really expensive. Like, oh, I'm not so sure. I love you, kids, but I don't necessarily love you that. No, that's not true. Um, I want to switch gears here for just a, a moment. There's a two-day conference that's underway in Edmonton and Milan right now, bringing young people together to brainstorm for 24 hours straight. The topic is how to build an inclusive society in the digital age. Um, this edition of the Transatlantic Thinkathon is one of six that have been taking place and will take place over the uh, coming months. Katja Melzer is the director, um, and well, she's the co-organizer of this Edmonton Thinkathon, and she joins me now. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi. Okay. You? Did I say your name right first off, Katja? Perfect. It's okay. Perfect. All right. <laughs> and you are the director of the... Mm? Of the Goethe Institute in Montreal. Okay. Well, thank you very much uh, for saving me on, on that one. <laughs> Tell us about this Thinkathon. What is it? Yeah. So the thing is, I mean, we borrowed uh, from the word hackathon. Um, so um, it's basically also like an intense 
meeting, a gathering, like you said, a brainstorming of young people in Edmonton and Milan at the same time. So uh, Edmonton started this morning already, Milan this afternoon, they're right in the middle of it. Um, there's young groups of young people gathered in each uh, location to communicate uh, like locally, um, but also in between each other, uh, between the groups about social relations and how technology changes those social relations in the future. Um, and the idea is to get, um, to really get a sense of what are young people concerned about uh, in terms of these topics, what ideas do they have to uh, make sure that uh, our future, our common future is uh, inclusive on all levels. And um, they're gathering these, they're arguing, they're agreeing <laughs> on, on things. And uh, in the end, there will be a couple of recommendations uh, coming directly from those young people uh, addressed to policymakers, like what can be changed uh, in terms of, uh, of, of current policies in, in Canada, in the EU, on a local level, uh, on, a, on a city level, and so on. So the, the young people involved, what's the age range, Katja? They're between 18 and 30 years. Mm, okay, 18 and 30. And how do they get involved with this? So we um, we basically uh, are in touch with a lot of local organizations in Edmonton, for example, with the University of Alberta, with uh, Young Diplomats of Canada that are working uh, Canada-wide. Europe also has a couple of local youth organizations. Um, and, of course, we have, like, online uh, campaigns. Mm -hmm. So basically, like, you can sign up online, uh, become part of the of the project, and then be invited to uh, to the location. So the, the topic of this one, and as I mentioned, there's been, I think, a, a couple that have been held in the past couple of months. There's a couple more still to come. This topic uh, today, how to build an inclusive society in the digital age. Um, what what does that mean? What What does an inclusive society in the digital age mean to you? Well, I think uh, there's a certain understanding that, uh, for example, uh, the access to Internet, for example, mm. um, should it be a basic right. Like, we, we should make sure that everyone has access, but it also goes beyond that. And I think that's where it starts, because we think that uh, current, like currently, young people whose future is affected, I mean, you know, like policies that are made now uh, are basically uh, have an effect on their well-being later on uh, that they don't they're not really um, hurt too well and um, but they are living in this reality they're mm. digital natives they grew up with this um, so the question is really how can we make sure that really you know people from from all parts can participate in the digitalization in the technological change what is needed um, for example one outcome of the last thinkathon was that uh, young people think there has to be more money into uh, education like really um, you know digital like acquiring digital skills for example and so it's, it goes really broadly but it also becomes very concrete so are you amazed um, when you see the final outcome of this 24-hour thinkathon are you surprised by what these young people are saying what they are coming up with or you're like nope I knew that that's what was going to happen um, I'm actually uh, surprised also in terms of uh, the priorities that they set because um, there are a lot of ideas, you know, it's 24 hours, it's a very fun format, uh, you know, there's a, like no right or wrong ideas basically at the beginning, but then the discussion starts and that's where it gets interesting. So, um, you know, there are some things where you might think that, oh, okay, that's pretty obvious, but for example, one thing was also that in Canada came out that young people think that there should be a 
uh, you know, called the right to be forgotten legislation in Canada. Mm. Well. Like there, like something like that exists in Europe. So, but there should be something implemented here as well. And um, because you know, there are certain assumptions about young people uh, and their you know use of uh, online of you know in the internet or new technologies. But uh, I think it becomes more real, really, if you talk to them. Well, can you give us an idea of some of the other topics at these thinkathons that have uh, that have happened and that are happening coming up? So they're um, basically really um, broad topics, um, but at the same time, they have like a, you know, they're attached to the location as well. Okay. So we had a citizenship 4.0. Uh, we have smart and uh, fast expanding cities that will be in Vancouver and Madrid. Uh, we have a security topic as well. Um, we have an education topic, and also we have a culture and entertainment topic. So, and this, and this is put on with with help from the European Union. Exactly. So the European Union uh, is facilitating basically an exchange uh, between young people from Canada and Europe uh, through different programs, and this is one of them. So the idea is really that young people have the opportunity to exchange ideas and, uh, you know, get inspired by, uh, by the respective uh, participants. Well, I love this because I think um, when we have, you know, those different perspectives and you have uh, groups coming together, you, you just never know what's going to come out of it. You never know what's going to end up on uh, on the table, how things are going to work out. And I think we always need to be uh, willing to, to listen and, and to share to unique and, and varied ideas on, on, on issues facing our world. Exactly. And I also think that the young people, you know, these are very... Um there are groups really with young people from various backgrounds, uh, so they're not all university students. Uh, you know, there are people also that are like in between school and finding employment. So there are really also people at the table in these events that usually don't have a say in mm. these kind of processes. Katja, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. I'm going to take a break here because when we come back, we're going to talk to one of those students uh, who are involved with this Thinkathon. Uh, we'll get to that right after this. Thank you for joining us. Super. Thank you for having me. Bye. We've been talking about the Edmonton Thinkathon that is underway here in Edmonton and in Milan. We were just talking with Katja Melzer, who is a co-organizer of the Thinkathon. I uh, want to welcome to the show Katie Hayes, uh, Edmontonian. Katie Hayes, she is uh, uh, a member of Next Gen, a group of volunteers helping to give voice to the next generation. She has a Master's of Arts in Community Development, a Bachelor of Commerce. She's worked with the municipal government um, and uh, works at the City of Edmonton as well. Very, very busy in our community. Hey, Katie, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Okay, so tell me what it's like to be a part of this. It's incredible. Uh, I've been here uh, since the morning and we've been having so many incredible conversations, people really bringing the challenges that they see our society facing when it comes to uh, the digital world that we often uh, find ourselves living in and preoccupied by and how we can um, use that to, to really transform our future and build a stronger future that's full of more human-to-human connections, uh, despite the fact that we may be using technology more and more, how can it really be leveraged to, to make our world a better place? So, Katie, what are some of those concerns that you're hearing? What are some of the solutions that you're hearing? 
Well, we've, we've focused a, a large chunk of the day and, and really the, the problem generation space, so we haven't gotten to solutions yet. <laughs> but a lot of uh, that'll be over the next uh, number of hours, I believe. <laughs> but so far, we've uh, talked about the concerns that are around privacy and security when it comes to data and information and the consent of information that's, that's being released into uh, the media, whether it be through social media or just through, in general, mm. the, the picture-taking, the videos that occur in today's world. We've talked a lot about this idea of urban isolation and how um, how can we use technology to really drive for us to to combat that and, and make our, our spaces vibrant, even though we are um, being preoccupied by sometimes electronic devices. What is the, the perfect balance between that so that we can really live uh, to our fullest potential? So we've identified uh, some of those and, and we've talked about the freedom of speech and, and the, mm. um, the echoing of information and, <laughs> and sometimes misinformation that does occur as we're trying to, to find different ways in which we're passing through information and what is fact and what is fiction and what's somewhere in the middle and what's opinion and, and how do we navigate that Katie, as that's you're a, growing and learning. That's a hell of a lot to get through in 24 hours. <laughs> It sure is. <laughs> I mean, these are these are conversations that we've been having for for years now, and especially a lot of it during election campaigns. A lot, a lot of those, mm-hmm. a lot of those points that you that you've brought up, um, you know, relate back to, to politics and campaigns and uh, you know interference. You name it, um, they're all there. Yeah. Very yeah, interesting. It's, uh, it's interesting conversations, absolutely. And, and although I don't think we'll get to the perfect solution by the end of 24 hours, I think it, it sets us up into a space where we're more open to talking about the challenges that we're facing so that we can work together to find solutions. I think if we ignore the fact that we have problems that exist, then we're not able to, to work together to, to figure out how we can make things better. Well, and you think about it, you know, the, the group of people aged 18 to 30, probably no more group uh, out there uh, so in tuned when it comes comes to the digital age and and social media I know I know Katie you're you're busy on social media as well so to hear it firsthand from from that group of uh, people who have really grown up with it um, you know I think for for a lot of people would be rather eye-opening Absolutely. It's just a different perspective when you take a look at it being ingrained into our lives for so long and, and a part of how we grew up and what we see the world as being and, and the lenses that we view things through. So it's a very interesting conversation and I think something that would be very different to, than someone who just kind of picked up on it. Uh, oh, Katie, you still there. There you are. Yeah. Uh, sorry, you just broke up there for a little bit. Do you ever wish that um, you could turn it all off, Katie? Oh, maybe she did turn it off. Her phone's breaking up. Katie, you still there? Ah, talk about connectivity in uh, in this in this time of year. Katie Hayes joining us. Anyway, there you go. Her phone's dropped out. Katie Hayes, uh, she's uh, uh, the civic co-chair of NextGen, is uh, another group in town that's doing a, a great job. So uh, this event's um, going on in the city right now, in Edmonton and in uh, Milan. Katie is back. Hey, Katie. Sorry about that. That's okay. Difficulties. <laughs> I was just asking, I said, you know, for someone who is as in tune to this and, and active on, on social media, do you ever wish you could just turn it off? You know what? I think that I do occasionally. I take those breaks when I need them, when it's something that's not serving me in the moment that I'm in. Um, but I think that those uh, types of permanent and, and longer-term breaks are their hearts. They're hard. It's, we've talked even as a problem that it is an addiction, social media, and that idea that you grow and, and learn and see information and it's so easily accessible, is it can become an, a form of addiction. Do you talk about the mental health aspect of it during this? 
We have. We've absolutely brought up the mental health concerns that come that stem from utilizing devices constantly and the types of, of misinformation that can be communicated and the, and the expectations that are communicated to society mm. through these means. And absolutely, it was a conversation that uh, we've had this morning and I think we'll continue into. We're now trying to narrow down our problems that we're going to focus on trying to solve. <laughs> but I do think that that one is probably going to make it in there for sure. It's going to be a big one. Katie, what do you hope comes out of this? I think some uh, really good stepping points where we can look to um, taking some actions into finding solutions. Mm. So I don't think by the end of 24 hours we'll have the plan worked out, but I think we'll have some next steps and being able to identify those opportunities and really uh, test them out and then see where things can go from there. And Katie, always great to talk to you. Thanks for joining me. Have fun. Thank you so much. You betcha. Katie Hayes joining us uh, this afternoon as we head back to the text line this afternoon at 780-496-0063 on a small business Saturday. Shay and Chelsea got talking about this uh, this morning and we thought, you know what, on a Friday afternoon as you're driving maybe back from South Edmonton Common or one of the big malls, um, also saying, hey, you know what, remember those small businesses out there that are doing so much for our communities as well. And so they were doing some shout outs and I wanted to do some shout outs as well. How about uh, Fraserway RV and fancy doors and, and moldings. Uh, Ken from Edson says, Bing's Family Restaurant in Spruce Grove great Chinese food great hamburger steak as well what is hamburger steak I don't know what hamburger is that like is that like um so basically it's like a giant uh, hamburger patty yeah it's I guess they cook it like a steak. Yeah. That's the thing. I, I've only had it maybe a couple of hand, uh, handful of times and that's but it's delicious if done correctly hamburger if, steak <laughs> like anything else like we is that like minute steak? We had minute steak when I was very sick. similar. Yeah, is that what that is? Okay, so Ken from Edson, a shout out for Bing's Family Restaurant. Um, this one, oh gosh, our small business called the Chair Repair Guys, uh, very successful mom and pop that is currently being shut down to make way for the LRT. We were given three months' notice in October, so we must shut down over Christmas and be out by January third. We've also been told that we will be given zero compensation for the appropriation of the building. Our shop is leasing, even though we still have lots of time on our lease. I am so sorry to hear that. Um, I'm hope full that you'll be able to to move and keep the business going but the chair report pair guys get over and see them before they have to uh close down and dean says for small business saturday a shout out for st albert bowling center our friends and family always have a great time there